0: Welcome to North Valley Church's Sermon Podcast. We are in a series titled The Next Journey. If you are interested in North Valley Church or our Sermon Podcast, you can find us on our website, nvcmd.org. Good morning. My name is Dan. I'm a pastor here at North Valley Church. Thank you for being with us today. Normally, the sound guy would be like, oh, uh, it's a sermon. I'll just get it set up. Dan, I can lean back. I don't have to worry about it. However, Grant whispered in my ear just as I was coming up to the stage, hey, the sound's on on that TV, so it's coming out no matter what you do. So if you can get a TV remote and turn the sound on on the TV's, all right, so you might see some flashing on the TVs. Good morning. Um, thank you for being here today. Let's see if I can get this to behave for me today. Woohoo, you are here. Um, we are continuing in the series called The Next Journey that we have been doing as part of North Valley Church, grasping a hold of the rudder, and we're giving it a little bit of a steer for our previous four years of existence, we have been focusing on being a healthy church. Starting in January, we started to grab the rudder and give it a little bit of a tug, and we are starting to move in the direction of being the church that God has uniquely called us to be. So as we're seeking out God and wanting Him to be part of the guiding, the the empowering us and Um, strengthening, healing us so that we can corporately all do that together. We have been seeking out God. And we did this through having a 40 days of prayer. I'm not asking anybody to pray for 40 days, but we had a sign-up so that you could sign up for a day and fast and pray for one of those days for North Valley Church. Can I get the next slide? We filled up the slots. Give yourselves a round of applause. Well done. So all 40 days are being covered. It doesn't mean that we wouldn't love you to pray for North Valley Church. If you can pray that we would um, embrace our mission, that we would act on our values, that we would seek God's favor in this journey. If the this announcement is still in the Express and it's in um, your church center app, you can go look. And the three things we're asking people to pray for are in there. You can pick a day or you can just keep praying those things every day. I'm not saying, I'm not excluding anybody from praying anytime you want, but the 40 days are filled up. Thank you very much. Well done, North Valley Church. You guys did good. So, We are pursuing NVC, MVV. So NVC, North Valley Church, MVV would be our mission, vision, and values. Our mission statement is empowering people. Whoa, look at that! With the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. Our vision statement is um, to empower people to impact the kingdom of God inside and outside North Valley Church. So we covered some of those topics Over the past, we've been doing this since the first Sunday in January. So if you're like, wow, those are cool, what do they mean? You might want to check out our podcasts, or you can find them on our website. On the website, go up, I think it's um, Connect, click on Connect, and then it's um, Sermon Podcasts, and North Valley NVC Sermon Podcast, and you can find those things. So I would encourage you, if you're considering making North Valley your home, that you should listen to those things so that you get to where it is that we are all going. That is our mission and vision. Our values are healing, equipping, and commissioning. A couple of weeks ago, I hit on the healing value Today, we're going to hang out with equipping. So in the coming weeks, we'll we'll talk about commissioning. We'll have a little wrap-up. And then we got this really cool sermon. I am so uber excited about an example of somebody who lived out healing, equipping, and commissioning in their life in the New Testament. Um, Very cool. I won't give it all away, but it's really cool. I want to talk about equipping today, right? So let's just pick a simple, um, a simple object lesson, right? If you want to cook, right? There's something we need to do to learn how to cook, right? We can watch YouTube videos. Back in the old days, um, those of us who had gray hair, we actually bought books and we would read books on how to how to cook. <coughs> But you learn how to do that. You you equip yourself with tools, right? You get good good spatulas, good pots, good pans to do that stuff, right? Millie and I, and then once you equip yourself with stuff, part of the equipping process is practice. You actually have to do it for it to become what it is that you want it to be. For example, Millie and I, um, if you've been around North Valley for a little bit, Millie and I... Used to be chili cooks. We competitively cooked chili. We won um, won awards here and there. The process of making the chili, right when we would <clears throat> when you enter the contest, you cook it outdoors. You don't cook it at home and then bring uh, Tupperware. You cook it while you're there on a on a gas stove. And so I, you had a cast iron Dutch oven that I would do that with. Right So for those of you who are cooks and you get the whole idea of the Dutch oven to figure out how to use a big old cast-iron Dutch oven requires some technique, right? The heat distribution, the sticking. what do I do to care for my Dutch oven so it doesn't stick? So there's things I had to learn using the Dutch oven so that it would work. right? Part of the practice, so that we got it good, is um, Millie and I decided, maybe more me <clears throat> but I decided that beer was the appropriate flavor to have in my chili. So we put together, we just stirred up a little bit of meat and chili powder, and we took the chili powder that was the base of what our chili would be, and then we went out and bought a handful of beers and said, this, taste that. Now, me, I'm a heavy dark beer kind of fan, so I was like, stout, stout's going to be the thing. But when we tasted it, that wasn't the winner. Right As we went through the practice, I figured out, wow, a good Scottish red beer actually fit our chili better than any of the other beers I had. So way back when, again, <clears throat> I don't even know if they sell it anymore, but we bought Killian's Red. So when it was... <laughs> so we had one Killian's Red fan. Good. I wasn't normally a red beer fan, but when it was time to make chili, I'd pick up a six-pack of Killian's Red. And it was part of the chili thing. Practice. Okay? Even if you think you're gifted at what you are doing, we still need to practice and hone our skills. We ought to never be in the mindset that I'm done growing. We ought to never be in the mindset I've learned everything there is. I've achieved um, the pinnacle, and I'm I'm never going to have to do anything to keep moving and growing. Right, so it involves equipping, learning, practice. I want us to be thinking about those two things as we step into equipping. Now, as I was looking at what it is equipping involves here at North Valley Church, there's a whole lot of whole lot of things to talk about. Right, sometimes, often when you hear Dan preach, right, me. When you hear Dan preach, it's like, oh, it was touchy-feely. It touched my heart. I felt good about today's sermon. I'm so happy with myself, right? Sometimes you leave that way. Today ain't going to be one of those days, right? There are over 25 slides as part of my sermon. So either I go for an hour and a half, disappoint all the people in the kids' ministry, or... I'm going to rock and roll today, right? So Grant was espousing the advantage of maybe getting a program. I'm going to be rocking through some Scripture today just to catch the points, to to show you where I'm at of what it is I think and feel about equipping at North Valley Church. I'm going to be moving. So you may want to get a program so that you can take some notes. Oh, that was important. Let me circle that, right? It's going to be kind of a deal. So if you're like... If Holy Spirit's convicting you, maybe I need to get one of those programs. I'm just going to sip my water. Don't anybody look. Everybody keep your eyes on me. It's okay. And you can follow along with what it is that we're doing. As I was reviewing equipping at North Valley Church, I want us to be aware of and thinking about three areas. The first area of equipping is that I'm growing myself. That I should be mindful that God is doing something in me. If you look at who you are, and you can say, I'm pretty much the same person I was a year ago. I think we missed the mark. I think God wants us to continue to grow and mature to becoming the people he wants us to be. So areas of equipping. I need to be mindful about growing myself. I'm not growing myself just for my own simple case. Right. It, um, last week we talked about having a vision for the kingdom of God. So part of my equipping should be equipping myself so that I can serve God's kingdom. I want to be part of what it is that he's doing. Part of it, how God's kingdom is manifesting at North Valley Church, but equipping myself so that I'm ready to go serve outside of North Valley Church too. And as I was thinking about being equipped, one of the things I think sometimes we either overemphasize or underemphasize is the battle with evil. As we get on mark for what it is that God's doing, we get a target, and we are not without an enemy who wants to derail us. So we'll talk about that more as we're going on. But these are the three areas I want us to be mindful of. I need to be growing myself. I need to be growing in a a way so that I can serve God's kingdom. And I want to be aware that I have an enemy wanting to not let me accomplish God's will in my life. Growing myself. In 2 Peter 3.18 it says, Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grow in the grace and knowledge, right? If you you permit me a little bit, knowledge could be pretty close to the word truth, right? We want to grow in grace and knowledge. So, let's talk about knowledge for a moment. Knowledge is easy for us to grab a hold of, oh yeah, I get smart, maybe I'll read my Bible, memorize the whole thing, and then I'll be smart and I'll have all the knowledge I need. Um, Bless you if you've been able to memorize the Bible. Um, I haven't been able to do that, but I learned bits of pieces of it at a time, so knowledge is kind of obvious and easy. Growing in grace is a little more intangible. We don't talk about this a lot in our regular um, American culture. Grace is something that happens inside me, right? So knowledge I can I can learn by um, I can grow in by just reading and studying. Grace I think is something I have to experience. To be able to grow in it. I have to experience um, in Grant's sermon, um, when he was talking about the mission statement, empowering people with the grace and truth, I loved how he said that to grow in grace, sometimes we need to be find ourselves in a place where I need God's grace. When you experience it, it provides a whole new depth of the meaning to the word grace, right? So, not only is grace something that empowers me, that it can empower us corporately, but grace is also something that we can share with others. Right? All this gets started with Jesus Christ. Mike, this grace and knowledge needs to be rooted and foundationalized. That's a word, right? foundationalized in Jesus Christ that we recognize that 2,000 years ago Jesus lived a sinless life and he died on the cross to pay a debt, a debt that I've got with God the Father. My sin separates me from my Father in heaven. And without the forgiveness that's available through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, I can't restore my relationship with God on my own. That's what Jesus did when he stepped in that gap. When he died on the cross, he did something I can't do for myself. Pay the price for my sins. Cooler yet when he rose from the dead three days later, he demonstrated his power and authority. He promised us that same resurrection. And when I put my faith and trust in him and accept him as my forgiver and my leader, everything changes. My eternity is set And I start to be able to change right now. I'm equipped with his spirit. My my soul is regenerated. And I can start to walk into growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. So maybe today the first step for you is, I think I need to enter into this relationship with Jesus. Recognize my need. I can't restore my relationship with God on my own. I have a debt. I can't pay that off on my own. But when I put my trust in what it is that Jesus has already done on the cross, I get those things that God always meant for me to have. If that sounds like something you would like to talk about today, man, I would love to talk to you after the service. Um, you could talk to me or you could talk to Grant, the dude singing in the mic. If you don't think you have time to do that today, you can always send an email too. Info at nvcmd.org, and I will get back to you, and we'll have a conversation about, all right, I think I'm ready to do this. What does forward look like? And we can talk about what the next steps are. Growing myself with grace, First Corinthians 15 by the grace of God, I am what I am. This is Paul writing a letter to the church at Corinth. And Paul is confessing to the church at Corinth, By the grace of God, I am who I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. God's grace changes us. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet, it wasn't I, but the grace of God that was within me. Grace is God's unmerited favor in us. A lot of times when we use the word grace in church circles, and I was surprised by how many people, when we first got kicked off um, three years ago and we opened up June 2020 or something like that, um, and, and we had this influx of people, Lots of people said, all right, grace, God forgives me. What, what's beyond that? And they didn't realize that there was something about God's grace besides our simple forgiveness. God's grace empowers me. Paul, who wrote lots of the books of the New Testament, Paul, who went on missionary churches, Paul, who planted churches all over um, the Middle East at that time and inching on up to Europe a little bit, Paul, who did all those things, is saying, if it wasn't for God's grace strengthening me and making me who I am, I would have been a failure. We can't do this without God's grace operating inside of us. That's why our relationship with Jesus Christ starting that is so important, because I can't be who God wants me to be without his grace operating in me. Growing myself includes God's grace and growing in knowledge. All Scripture is God-breathed. If you're a note-taker, why don't you underline the words bless you. God-breathed for a moment and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We value God's Word. When we say growing in knowledge or the truth, it starts with what we believe about the Bible, that We at North Valley Church believe that the Bible is the inspired and inerrant word of God. That when I look and I'm reading the Bible, it is true and I can trust it and I rely on it. And since I believe that it is the inspired and inerrant word of God, I value it more than other things. our, Our culture trains us that we want to value our own experiences my feelings what i've experienced what i've been told from other people that i tend to give weight to from where i stand i think god's word is more valuable than that so that's where i want we've all got this teeter-totter going on inside of us am i valuing what i think and feel Or am I going to follow what it is that I read in God's Word? At North Valley Church, we value God's Word. That is the place I want us drawing truth and making decisions about our life. Ultimately, when I'm deciding what's good, bad things for me to do, I want to be doing it reflecting on what God's truth is, right? God's Word did not say, Dan, you should use Killian's Red, right? I had to figure that out for myself. However... There are things in God's Word that applies to everyone. That Husbands, we should love our wives like Jesus loved the church. That we should treat our children well. That we should be involved in the church. That we should be spending time with Him daily, right? These are things we find in God's Word that are more valuable than the things I find elsewhere. Maybe even inside me. We value God's Word so much that we give away Bibles. Everybody go, oh, yeah, so we've been doing this since we opened, right? We have Bibles for the kids in our kids ministry. Um, they're they're stashed away in a tub. They're at the bottom of the stack. But I found them this morning. There's still a whole tub full of Bibles because. We don't want any kid who is part of or visits North Valley Church to not have a good Bible in their home. Oh my gosh, my kid's old enough that they're reading. Matter of fact, they might be an infant. Oh, look, we've got this really cool picture Bible that parents can use for their infants. And read them Bible stories and show them the cool pictures. These are free. If you would like these to take home, say, Dad, can I have that one? practice. All right, y- y'all need more practice, but okay, that's why we're here. We're talking about practice. I would love for every child who's part of or visits North Valley Church to have a good Bible at home. If you want one of these, see me after the service. We have been dropping the ball up until today. Today. We've been giving them away to kids, but we haven't been doing it for adults. I would love to be able to give away a good study Bible for every adult who doesn't already have one. Millie, if I can have the next slide, please. I would like to have a Bible study drive, study Bible drive. I would like to be able to purchase some study Bibles so that we can send them home with families and people who don't already have one in their homes. If you are like, wow, you know what? That's a cool idea. I would love your help. If I can raise $400... I can buy ten Bibles just like the one in my hand. If you'd like to come see what I why I think the Life Application Study Bible NIV version is a really cool Bible, I would happy to show that to you. It's got lots of study helps. It's got pictures. It's got graphs and charts. If I can find one, all right, they're in here somewhere. But there's um, helps to explain things. There's character studies for people. It's a really cool study Bible. If you don't have a good study Bible at home, I would really encourage you to do that. If you would like this one, I'll send it home with you today. But I would like some more. If you think you can do that, and you're feeling God's moving to be able to help out with that, go into your church center app when you go to give a donation like you normally would to the church center app, You drop down, instead of a general fund, you will see a study Bible drive. You can select that, and your donation will go straight to us being able to purchase Bibles to give away on Sunday morning. If you're like, church center app, there you go again. I have no idea what you're talking about. You can visit the lovely Dave and Cheryl after church, and they'll be happy to walk you through how to do that um, with an iPad or maybe help you load it on your phone. Please Take a moment and talk to God about, is that something that I want to chip in and make happen? Besides growing ourselves, we want to be doing things so that we can serve God's kingdom. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Right. So there's an emphasis this morning on us receiving God's grace. God's grace changes everything. When we get it, it's not meant to hoard. We're not meant to have it just so that I feel so good, right? We we have it so that I feel good, and I want other people to say th- the same thing. I want other people to feel good too. Say that. I want other people to feel good too. Okay, that was that was better. That was good, right? You all following along? Serving is a way to be able to share God's grace with other people. All right, um, this has two slides. Before we jump ahead, I want to, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm giving Millie a heads up. Don't jump ahead too fast. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep. This is a setup. I'm going to read the second half in a moment. What I want you to take note of is we're talking about God. What we're about to read is something that God, Paul is saying, God is going to do for us. May he equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. In Hebrews 13. Right? God wants to equip us with everything we need. Everything. I want you to think about that, right? So in church, it kind of seems natural. They're going to teach me what the Bible says, and what God's about. Yeah, we, we should be doing that, and we try and do that here. But that's not the only way I want to equip you, right? If you want to get overwhelmed after the service, just walk back and take a look at Terry Halley's soundboard, right? It is not, you can't walk up there and go, I can't, you know, where's the on switch, right? And then, then there's like 50 million knobs. It takes some training and equipping for that to happen, right? For us to be able to be effective kids' workers, it takes some training for that to be able to happen, right? To be a good life group leader. We, we have met to encourage one another, but I want us to continue to learn and grow being a life group leader. Your ministry leaders know that's how I feel, And they will be planning regular times to get together and say, hey, this is where we're at with the ministry. Here's a little equipping so that you can do it better. I would love when your leaders do that, please, please try and be there. It makes a difference. It is obedient, your obedience to God, and it also um, helps fulfill what the leader's trying to do. So when you get the chance and opportunity to do that, man, um, please sign up. Usually we do it on a Sunday after church. I feed you lunch for free so that you can have a chance to sit down and learn with other people doing the same thing. God is the one who wants to equip us, and like I'm pointing out, it ought to be happening in the church. This passage starts off, um, so Christ... Jesus, head of the church, gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, catch this, all the leadership people, their job is to equip people for works of service, right? In some churches, they get it upside down, and it's like, oh, the pastor will do it, When you read what the Bible says, the pastor's job is to equip other people so that they can do it. It's not about seeing how much we can get a pastor to do. It's about equipping other people so that the kingdom of God grows. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. This equipping is essential. It ought to happen in our churches. I hope that you would find that that's happening. I know that we create opportunities to do that. When your leaders plan events, man, it would be great to do that. And look at what the value is. It is so that our church will be built up, so that we're all on the same page, so that when kids show up Sunday morning, they kind of get the same kind of lessons going on downstairs because we've all been through the same training um, session Right When we come to sound week to week, Terry might not be on every week. Maybe Ben James is running it. Maybe Curtis is running it. But they all know how the board works, and so it's equitable week to week. When we are all together, the church is more effective. And then that makes us more effective for being able to reach out beyond our community. I grow myself. I look for opportunities to serve. However... As I start to do those things, I'm going to garner the attention of an enemy. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same thing. I don't want us to be naive. Part of what it is that we need to do is to recognize as we start moving and doing things for the kingdom of God, we're... Sorry, um, Upton's here, so I need to watch my language. We're making Satan angry, okay? Morning, Upton. All right. Um, We are making him angry. And as we get more effective as individuals corporately, we will garner his attention, right? And he will do what he can to derail us, to mess things up. Now, remember me saying some, we, go, we go from one extreme to the other. Some people, every time something bad happens, they, we say, oh my gosh, Satan's messing up my life. Everything's terrible. I would not go down that route right? Most of the things that don't go well in our life happen because we made a bad choice. Okay? So let's just suck it up. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I don't make good choices, and that brings bad things into my life. The other wrong end of the extreme is, well, it's all about me. I'd had to work harder, be, be smarter, blah, 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 because it's all about me. That would be naive, Satan does want us to derail. We're the one who make the choices, but Satan's got a role in that, right? When you're wrestling with something, Satan knows that, and he will influence you and move things in to find your weak spots. He will tempt you in the areas that you know you can be tempted in. That's how he works. Satan has um, a role to play. This is what he tries to do. He tries to play the role of encouraging you to make the bad choice. He's there, right? We don't want to be naive about that. After I make the bad choice, he's now on the other side saying, You dummy, you loser. Well, you should just go home and stay home because now nobody likes you. You're a loser. He encourages us to make the bad choice, and then he beats us down after we've made the bad choice. Don't be naive. The thing that separates us from the rest of the world, Satan, is yes, yeah, Satan's out there. Anybody read the story about in Iowa, um, some army vet beheaded a statue of Satan that was in the state capitol building? Anyone else read that? Okay, yeah, one person. It's it's nonsense. Um, it was hilarious. Um, I found it funny. Um, In the state capital of Iowa, there's a statue of Satan. Um, I guess it was an equal space for people, and um, some army vet had enough, um, got a bad attitude, and came and chopped its head off. All right. They're trying to charge him with something, but what do you charge a guy who beheads Satan, right? I don't know. It's funny to me. Yes, evil exists outside of our walls. I want us to be aware of that and to be um, acknowledging that. However, that's not the only place he hangs out. Fascinatingly enough, he gets inside our walls as well. Peter took him, Jesus, took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Peter's upset because Jesus was pointing out to his disciples, there's going to come a day when I'm going to die on a cross and I'm not going to be with you guys anymore. And Peter's all upset. It'll never happen. I won't let it happen. This is Peter, one of Jesus' 12 disciples After he says, no, Lord, it's never going to happen, Jesus turns to Peter and says, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have the mind and concern of God, but merely human concerns. Right? Jesus is recognizing that some of Peter's words were inspired by the devil. That's in his own group of 12 disciples. Right? Ultimately, one of Jesus' own 12 will sell him out so that he gets crucified. Satan hangs out in churches. Again, my goal here is to break our naivety. He absolutely hangs out in churches. He loves to make things happen and disrupt things. Right, The difference between Satan being outside there and Satan being in here is that we know what's going on. We know that there's a spiritual um, realm. Besides the physical realm, there's a spiritual realm. God is part of that spiritual realm. He created that spiritual realm. Satan is running amok and trying to wreck God's plans. He's not going to do it, but he, he wrecks God's plans by getting in our way and disrupting our lives and the church's lives. Our power is that we're not naive. We know that's what it is that he's doing. So our opportunity is to make sure we are equipped. We are about to read through some of Ephesians. Put on the full armor of God so that you take your stand against the devil's schemes. If you didn't know it, there is an armor of God that we can put on. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So there's an acknowledgement that there is a spiritual realm. There's acknowledgement that we're trying to follow God, but there's somebody trying to disrupt things going on. And I'm not going to read the whole thing today, but you now know there's a thing called the armor of God that we can put on to help protect us. Prayer, I think, is one of our most powerful tools to be able to combat um, what's going on in evil. the Lord's Prayer said something along the lines of, um, it ends with, leave me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. When Jesus was teaching his disciples, that was the conclusion of his prayer, to protect us from evil, that we should be praying that we should be praying for protection for evil for us. We ought to be praying for protection from evil for our church. We ought to be doing it really for our church leaders. Right, Because like I said, corporately, individually, the more we're doing things to impact and grow the kingdom of God, the bigger our Tarje logo is. Right? And he's aiming for us. He's aiming for us. And prayer, I think, is our most powerful weapon. So if you want to pray, add something to the prayer um, thing, prayer request for the next few weeks, while we wrap up the 40 days, man, play, pray for protection. All right, everybody take a deep breath. <sighs> so what? Say that. Dan, so what? Dan, so, what? so here's your opportunities, some ideas of what you can do to equip. So I've got a whole list of things that you can do. I do not expect anybody to do all of them. I would love for everybody to do one of them. So as I barrel through this list, I want you to think, what is it that I God might be asking me to do today? Or how is our time with God? How is my personal corporate and small group time with God? Personal, am I spending time with God every day? If you don't already have a daily routine with God, in that program that Grant was talking about is a set of daily devotionals. They're only half a page. You can do the whole thing in five minutes. Everybody has five minutes to spend with the creator of the universe every day. That is a great stepping stone to get started. It will cover what it is that you heard being talked about today. Corporate. We, I love hanging out on Sunday morning and doing worship. There's something energizing and and fulfilling to know that I'm doing this with other people and be able to worship God with a group of people in a cool band, right? So, yeah, it's good. It's energizing. We need to make that part of our routines. And I ought to be hanging out with a group of people in a smaller group, 12 or less, so that not only am I just worshiping and hearing Not only am I spending personal time, but I hang out with other folks that I can go, what the heck does this mean? I didn't understand. Dan said something about um, the cessation of gifts with the end of the apostolic age. What the heck does that mean? He didn't explain it that Sunday, but I get to hang out with a group of people and maybe wrestle with what that means and what that means to me. Maybe you heard something today that I didn't understand that. When we hang out in small groups... We get to do that at North Valley. We call them life groups. If you're not already part of a life group, be looking. Um, we're gonna. I'm hoping to be able to blow out an announcement next week, and we'll be able. I will be showing you what it is going on in our life group ministry. Know your shape. All right. If you've been at North Valley for a little bit, you recognize the word shape. If not. At least recognize it's a all caps. It is an acronym. Shape is identifying our spiritual gifts, our heart or passion, our abilities, our personality, our experiences. All of those things play into making us who we are. As we um, assess all those things, it starts to point to, hey, maybe this is a place you can serve in God's kingdom. If you're like, wow, that sounds interesting. I would love to take that shape assessment, and you've never done it before. It didn't make the newsletter this week. However, if you get on your church center app and look under announcements, there's an announcement that says, what's my shape? And you can go in there and click, and there's a free online shape assessment. If you could ask to copy info at nvcmd.org, I'll get a copy of it too. And then we can chat about what you learned about who you are. I would love to do that. Check your armor. I read a couple of verses out of the passage in Ephesians, but if you want to go, like maybe, maybe I'm getting beat up by Satan. Maybe I need to do something about that. You can read Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. If you don't already have a Bible, I can send you home with one. But in Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 20 is how we put on the armor of God. I would like to invite the band back up. While they are coming up, (sighs) just take a deep breath and reflect. I need to be growing. Something about me needs to be changing. I don't want to be the same person I was a year ago. This time next year, I want to be able to say, God did this, and now I have grown. Maybe I've healed. Maybe I've equipped. Maybe I've been commissioned to serve in a ministry. We talked about today some of the options and opportunities to do that. I'm not asking you to do them all. What might be the one thing that you can do? Maybe it starts with accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Would you pray with me? Dear Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for your grace and your word. It's where we get the empowerment in your grace and through your word, knowledge, and truth. And to be able to to, um, see the world through your eyes and understand, start to filter what it is we experience through your words, Lord. Lord, thank you for those things. I pray that you would help each of us see what our best next step is. Where is it that you are calling us so that we can be equipped to be able to be the people you've always called us to be? In Jesus' name, amen.